So in the liturgy, I say, the Lord be with you, and you say, I'm with your spirit. Who says, peace be with you? The Lord? Lord? (laughs) Yeah, that's good. The bishop. That's the bishop's line. Thursday, we're going to confirmation at Queen of Peace, and he will say, peace be with you. Or when you're confirmed, he'll say, peace be with you. Not the Lord be with you. The bishop says, peace be with you. So it's just a little interesting thing. And it comes really out of this gospel because he confers the Holy Spirit in confirmation. Um, Speaking of Queen of Peace, uh, when I was a seminarian there, I had an urgent request from the youth minister there one day. She comes up to me and she said, she said, I have an emergency and I need your help with my youth, my confirmation class tonight. I said, what is it? She said, well, I have to give a 10-minute talk on the Holy Spirit, and I can't think of one thing to say. (laughs) If I were to ask one of you to get up and talk for 10 minutes on the Holy Spirit, would anybody here be able to do it? You would? Oh, there's always some wise guy that ruins my (laughs) homily. Margie's going to come right up here and do it. Uh, you're not you you know all of us could we just don't think about it the holy spirit is so active in your life and you don't even know it and because the holy spirit is not easy to pin down it's hard to get an image of the spirit what are the four images that we use in scripture uh, for the holy spirit i don't normally fire fire see this fire on your wind dove and Tongues? Tongues of fire. And what's the fourth one? Water. Yeah. Streams of living water will flow out from within you. Water, especially in the book of Revelation, is the Holy Spirit flowing over the nations. So, you know what? I have trouble having a relationship with a dove. Or a tongue of fire. Or a windstorm. Or uh, water. And I think that's part of the problem. You know, when with Jesus, of course, fully human, fully God, one can picture speaking with him. God the Father is not human, but he is our parent, our divine parent. You could come at him as mother or father in, 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 uh, in imagery. He is an ideal parent. And this is the Lord's use of this. And he does make use of both genders. He compared God the Father to a, a hen with, with, her, with her chicks at one point. You know, said this is this is this is how much love you have. But with the Holy Spirit, it's very other. But the Holy Spirit is the union of God the Father and God the Son, and it is a person. See how it relates to the family. And so the Holy Spirit is the relationship of God the Father and God the Son, fully God in and of Himself. So the Holy Spirit is a relationship. And in the, in the Mass, I'm going to try to put a little bit more of the Mass into my homilies this year of the faith, but I mentioned before, there's a word that I don't think we have to know too much Greek. Um, maybe I do, but you don't. But if I use too much Greek, your eyes will glaze over probably. But there is one word that uh, applies to the Mass, and that's called epiclesis. And that's when the Holy Spirit is called down over the over the the gifts of bread and wine or over the people. And the first epiclesis in the, in the Latin, the Roman, the Western rite, is when the, the priest puts his hands over the gifts like the wings of a dove 
And that is the calling down of the Holy Spirit, the epiclesis. And after, after the consecration, there's a second calling forth of the Holy Spirit that he will descend over you, the body of Christ, small b. And you too are Christ's body, and we receive his body and blood in the Eucharist. So there's this movement of grace from, from God through the altar sacramentally at Mass and out to the people. And then you, of course, are returning it with our lives and in your responses. And in the, in the Eastern Church, the epiclesis actually occurs after the consecration, which is even more interesting, because the whole prayer is a calling of the Holy Spirit. We have a constant movement of the Spirit in our lives. Whenever you pray, it's always through the Holy Spirit. You said, if I don't go, the Spirit will not come to you. So with Christ being both here and also in heaven, the Holy Spirit is our constant communication. Every good thing in this world, every good action by people throughout the world, Christian or not, is animated by the Holy Spirit. Everything good. In heaven, everything is filled with the Holy Spirit. In hell, nothing is. So therefore, no movement of good is possible without God. Every action of yours that is good, the Spirit has its origin there. And the Spirit also gives us courage to jump in the wisdom to keep silent, the kindness when it's difficult, perseverance when we'd rather not, the joy of living, the uh, thankfulness to God. All of these are gifts of the Spirit. When we see the opposite of those, the Spirit is absent or we're pushing it away. This is how we can tell how the Spirit is working within us. That's discernment. I was on a retreat the last five days in California. I left on Sunday after the I got out about 3 o'clock from here, and to say I was exhausted is putting it mildly, but, but I wanted to go. It was in at a place called uh, Valermo where I used to be a monk. Anybody know that place at all here? Nobody? How about that? <laughs> uh, and uh, my former novice master was giving a priest retreat, and I signed up like six months ago. So I went down to that, and it's uh, been 35 years since I've lived there. It was, it was very, very interesting you know, the monks get up at 6 a.m. to pray vigils, and how many of you think I got up at 6 a.m. to pray vigils? <laughs> Nine years, you all know me. Well, I, anyway, I did, I did get up for, for lauds. At seven, I was up by 7.30 for that, and that was good, you know, and each, each of these offices lasts a half hour. The monks are praying, and very peaceful and relaxing. In the front row, there was a lady not part of the priest retreat, but just there on her own. And she had on a very strange outfit. Uh, it, was, it was, she was an older lady with hair, gray hair that was kind of sticking in all directions. And she had an a inappropriate purple hat on. And she had black leotards with a see-through black dress on the outside. It was startling. And when she opened her mouth, I'm surprised that the stained glass didn't break in the church because it was really loud and off-key, twice as loud as the monks, and off-key. And the monks are kind of, I guess she'd just gotten there, they're, they're sitting like this, and you're, they're, we're like this, and they're kind of going, you know. There was sort of a movement of heads at this, this sound, and, I, and we're all kind of staring at her, I'm thinking, it's going to be a long week. With, you know, she kept dropping her papers, you know, that we used to sing with, They'd go all over the place. She's in the front row, of course. And uh, 
And so there was, we got to the point was, when, when will the papers drop? You know, it, we waited for this. I tell that story because it started out as being irrit irritation. Then it became silence, acceptance, kindness. And we, we talked about it as, as a group even, that this movement was the Holy Spirit. She was an occasion of grace because she too was there searching for something like we all are. And God loved her. and She had a stroke or something, I guess. And I assumed that her husband had dropped her off there for the week. <laughs> well, on the last day of the retreat, another group was coming in, the Oblates. They're friends in the monastery. Uh, and uh, there was a, a, two ladies were sitting near her. And I watched the performance because by this time I, I couldn't get a seat. I was way in the back. And uh, she, when the, one of these ladies just spent the first 15 minutes of prayer just staring at her. And, but, you know, the second half she looked away. As she walked out, I noticed that she struck up a conversation with this lady. I, I could tell because you could hear the other half every word. I'm so glad you're talking to me. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I talk on a blackboard, you know. And she got up to the, to the dining room, and the, the lady that had been doing the glaring and then afterward was talking with her said, you know, now that we're now at the monastic dining room, and this is a place where we're all silent, so we'll have to stop talking now. And, she, she, and I realized she had moved in one hour, half hour from the the initial reaction, which all of us here would have, of, of perhaps anger or frustration to kindness. This is the movement of the Holy Spirit. And you know, that was really the highlight of the retreat, because just think about it. This, God is a relationship. We can't live without relationships. Your family's a relationship. School, work, church, church committees, if you're on them. Uh, the people we come in contact with, uh, all of these are small groups. They're all relationships. And isn't this person present in so many of those groups? Perhaps you gave birth to one of them. <laughs> they're, they're in our families. Or you married, you married your spouse, and one of these people came along with it. Oh, I see. I've, I've hit home for some of you. You're trying not to laugh because the ones you're related to are, you know, somebody sitting next to you. Um, at school, there's always somebody that's irritating. At work, at work, you can't choose who you're working with unless you're the boss. And even then, you know, there's usually somebody that pushes our buttons. You get the impression it's part of what we need to go through, doesn't it? What would I have learned on that retreat if everybody sang on key? <laughs> I would have been very happy. <laughs> but instead, she becomes a template for life. There will always be someone like this because this is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that pushes us to have courage. He's the one that pulls us back when we're going to say the wrong thing. He's the one that every movement of kindness is always the Holy Spirit. I'm just amazed at how many times you find yourself discerning the right thing to do, and it's always God.
but it's the Holy Spirit. We're in relationship with each other. We're here to learn. We're not here to amass a pile of money and then die. We're not here just to have a good time. We're not here just to have health. All, all these things end, but our relationships continue all the way into eternity. I meet that lady again, and I won't remember her, and God might say, you know, you were kind to her. It's a beatitude, isn't it? It's a beatitude. Um, so today, I think we're in this period between Trinity Sunday and Pentecost. It's eight days uh, counting today. Maybe we could all take a moment, midday or end of day, and say, Holy Spirit, how have you been active in my life? Where have I been operating through your power and your grace? When did I miss it? How were you speaking today? How did I hear you? And you might find after the week is up that you could give a 10-minute talk on the Holy Spirit because he's been with you all week. There's too much to say in 10 minutes is not enough. He's been working all your life on you, actually, and we working in him. And when we go to heaven, it just continues and gets better and better. Every relationship continues to grow. That's the real wealth, especially the ones that are tough. We just pray the Holy Spirit will come and be our guide all our lives. Come Holy Spirit.